step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, Three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark. I hope you guys are ready for today's show. This is Power in a Half Hour. All right, so the quote that I'm going to start today's show with is, if you are waiting for the right time, it's now. Let me repeat that. If you're waiting for the right time, it's now. I want to thank all of you guys for listening in. The title of today's show is Now Is Your Time. Just want to remind you real quick that if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of the old episodes, you can just go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. If we're not connected on Facebook, make sure you connect with me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Mark M-A-R-K star S-T-A-R-R. And we also have a power and a half hour Facebook group. So make sure you send a request and we'll gladly add you to that group. My name on Twitter and Instagram is at Coach Mark Speaks. All right. And uh, if you have not downloaded my new book yet, make sure that you check it out. The website to download it for absolutely free is www.repeatafterme.com book.com. And for those of you that are interested in becoming better speakers, I'm uh, about to hold another speakers course. We just finished the first one and we had over 30 people graduate and it was an absolutely amazing experience. Uh, You can go to www.born, B-O-R-N, the number two, S-P-E-A-K dot O-R-G. And you'll be able to hear me tell a little bit more about the course and also hear some testimonials as well. All right. Are you guys ready for today's show? I hope you are. Let's get started. Profile number one, Cheryl Kruger. Cheryl Kruger. Now, Cheryl grew up on a farm in Ohio. Cheryl and her family were very poor and even had an outhouse. Her parents told her that she should be a farmer's wife, but a teacher inspired her and she ended up going to Bowling Green State University. Now, while in school, Cheryl worked three jobs just to be able to afford school. One of her jobs was at a clothing store called Carolyn Crane. Now, Cheryl had decided to become a home economics teacher, but her boss, Miss Crane, said she would be a great merchant buyer. She changed her major, and after graduating, she worked for the Limited in the late 1970s. Cheryl wanted more control over her schedule, so she started looking around. She started studying Miss Fields' cookies and David's cookies as she knew that was something that she could do. Cheryl looked into buying a David. David's Cookies franchise in Columbus, Ohio, but they wanted $250,000 and she didn't have that kind of money, so she decided to open her up her own store. Cheryl tried to get financing from banks, but no banks would give her a chance. 
Even though she ran a $100 million business at the Limited, the banks only saw that she was a single female and no history in this type of business. Cheryl then decided to sell all of her stock in the Limited for $38,000. She asked her college roommate, Carol Walker, to become a partner, and Cheryl gave Carol 5% of the business. They opened Cheryl's Cookies in 1981, and between 1981 and 1985, Cheryl kept her job at the Limited to help finance her store. She would fly from New York to Ohio every single weekend to give Carol two days off every week. The first year in business, they did $400,000 in sales. Now, during this time, they only sold six types of cookies and soda. That's it. In 1982, they opened a second store, then a third store the next year. Shortly after, she got married, but it lasted less than a year. Her soon-to-be ex-husband sued for permanent alimony and got a temporary restraining order on the company's funds and her personal funds, which almost closed down the business. They eventually reached a settlement. Then in 1985, her business partner, Carol, was diagnosed with lymphoma and bone marrow cancer. There was no cancer hospital in Columbus, Ohio, so she moved Carol with her to New York, and Cheryl became her full-time caregiver. At the end of 1985, Cheryl left her job at the Limited to focus on her business. A few months later, Carol passed away. At this time, the competition with Miss Fields' cookies was getting really intense, so she decided to sell part of the company to help her get bank financing so she could expand the business. With some advice from the head of Ohio State University's marketing department, she decided to change the name to Cheryl & Co. and shift the brand, and she began selling brownies, muffins, and gift containers. This was a huge turning point for her business. As, quit, as sales quickly rose to $900,000 a year. She, refu- she received this helpful advice from the professor because he really liked her macadamia and coconut cookies. So she brought him two bags of cookies. She got some great advice for only two bags of cookies. Now, during the 90s, the company exploded as they began marketing towards airlines. The airlines became a huge source of revenue for the company as they got over $5 million worth of business from American, Delta, and U.S. Airways. Then tragedy hit again. This lady got hit with tragedy over and over and over again. First, she done got married to somebody. First, she, wouldn't get, she couldn't get a loan from the banks, Right? Then she got married to some guy that that took her for a good bit of money. Then her business partner got sick and then ended up passing away. Then now after 9-11, they lost $6.5 million in airline orders. They had to reinvent themselves again. They turned to building up their internet business. Then in 2002, Hallmark Cards bought into the company as Hallmark was trying to find a shelf-stable cookie that they could sell. Shell eventually bought the shares of the business back from Hallmark. Then 1-800-Flowers wanted to buy them. So Cheryl sold the business for $40 million and stayed on as CEO of the company for four years. Cheryl would later go on to consulting and then even got involved in a startup that her son is involved in. Now, Cheryl has three pieces of advice that she would like to share with entrepreneurs and prospective entrepreneurs. Number one, do it yourself to keep costs tight. Cheryl's company didn't outsource food production, 
gift production, or even their call center. She says that if you can master different areas, there's money to be saved. Number two, don't let emails rule your time. Cheryl has thousands of emails to open, so she makes sure that she prioritizes what's important. She also says that the younger generation is always looking at their phone, so they have no time to think strategically. And number three, act as if. Cheryl treated the company like it was publicly traded even when it was just one store with a board years before she sold it to make the transition clearer in the event of a sale. Profile number two, Kendra Scott. Now, Kendra was exposed to fashion at an early age as her aunt traveled the world as a fashion designer during the 1980s when Kendra was seven or eight years old. Although Kendra was always passionate about fashion, she decided to go to Texas A&M University and study business and marketing as she thought those were more secure careers for her to get into. When she was 19, Kendra learned that her stepfather had brain cancer, so she spent a lot of time with her family at the Cancer Center of Houston. During that time, Kendra met a lot of women who went through chemotherapy and had gone through hair loss. Kendra loved hats and loved the idea of doing something good with her passion, so she started her first company, The Hat Box, which was a line of comfortable, fashionable headwear for women experiencing hair loss. Kendra sold all sorts of hats and dropped out of school to run her business and help her mom with her stepfather. Kendra did this for five years until 1998. 1998 was a rough year for Kendra. Kendra lost all her life savings. She lost her stepfather to cancer and her first retail shop had failed and she had to close it down. All of this took a toll on Kendra. Kendra was down in the dumps for a little bit, but she eventually picked herself back up and kept pressing forward. Kendra began to realize that the failure of her store was the greatest gift that ever happened to her. Because of that first failure at the age of 25, Kendra was able to run a business so much differently and so much smarter because of that tough experience. Kendra now had an MBA in the School of Hard Knocks. Four years later in 2002, Kendra founded her second business, Kendra Scott Designs, in her spare bedroom with Today, her business is a multi-million dollar company with 39 retail locations and nearly 1,000 employees. She started her business out of her bedroom with $500. That's it. Now, the failure of Kendra's first business was the key to the success of her second business. Kendra says that experience is just something that can't be taught in schools. The feeling of how you're going to pay rent, how you're going to make payroll, How you're going to space out paying your vendors, you can never learn in a book. Kendra also says that failure also gives you a determination that you can get through anything. No matter what comes at you, you can get through it and you will overcome. You realize that there's a reason why whatever is happening is happening at that current moment and you focus on how you can move forward in a positive way. Kendra started her second business when she was pregnant with her first child while she was still working at a magazine. Kendra made handmade Kendra handmade every piece of jewelry in the spare bedroom of her house. She packed every shipment in her dining room and UPS made daily pickups. Her jewelry usually sold out quickly when it reached the stores. 
As her business grew, she began to make custom designs and celebrities soon started to wear her designs on the red carpet and during photo shoots. Kendra opened her first store in 2010. The previous eight years, she just sold exclusively to retailers. In 2010, the company's revenue was $1.7 million. Over the last five years, Kendra grew the business to 39 retail locations and over $150 million in sales in 2015 alone. A business that this young lady started out of her bedroom while she was pregnant with $500 now is doing over $150 million in sales a year. Now, here are five keys to success that help Kendra build a successful business. Number one, stay true to your core values. Kendra's brand lives and breathes its core values, which is family, fashion, and philanthropy. Employees in stores and at our headquarters strive to treat one another and their customers like sisters. Kendra says that if your sister had a problem, what would you do? You'd help them fix it. This makes customer service really easy. Her employees want to help customers because the customers are a part of their family. Another key to the brand is that they're always looking to give. Now, over the last year, the company donated over $1 million and 50,000 pieces of jewelry to local and national organizations. Number two, flexibility is key. As Kendra's business grew, so does her approach to her shoppers. Kendra's team has discovered that what works in one city might not work in another city, so they learn to adjust. Each community of customers has a unique personality, so our staff actively works to customize experiences accordingly when opening in new markets. The key to success is recognizing when something isn't working and being able to move quickly to make changes. Number three, create reasons for people to come and shop. Kendra says she thought that if you open a store, And if you're in a great location, that's all you really have to do. Wrong. Wrong. Kendra believes the greatest lesson that she learned from the five years of her running her first business is that you have to create reasons for people to want to come in. You can't just open it and just expect a bunch of people to line up outside to come and spend with you. You got to give people a reason to come in and do business with you. All right. Number four, engage with your customers. Kendra and her team use social media to communicate with their customers all day. By engaging with customers, retailers can then open doors to new insights to create an experience personalized around those conversations. And number five, enlist help from family and friends. Not enough money in the beginning prevented Kendra from hiring full-time help at first. Fortunately, she had an amazing mother who helped her. Kendra says, be willing to let other people pitch in for a few hours here and there when possible. Don't be too proud to accept help. Now, it was Dale Carnegie that said, inaction breeds doubt and fear. Action breeds confidence and courage. Now, most of us can look back on the past few months or even few years and think on how if we would have taken some action, how our lives would be different. If only we would have fully committed to doing something we could, we would be in a different place right now. Now think about this. If you would have made the commitment to read 10 pages consistently every day 
three years ago in a particular subject, you would be a, you would have expert level knowledge in that field, having read over 35 books. That's just only 10 pages a day. If you would have committed to losing one pound every two weeks a year ago, you would have lost over 25 pounds. That's it. People think that you need to lose 5, 10, 15 pounds a week. No. No. If you would have committed to losing one pound, that's a half a pound every week, one pound every two weeks, a year ago, you would be down 25 pounds right now. If you would have committed to writing one page per day for the last year, you would have completed the book you've been talking about writing for the last five or ten years. That's it. One page a day. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Too many times we look at the whole big picture and think that we have to do everything all at one time. And no, you just have to do little consistent actions every single day. Now, where would that business that you've been thinking about the last five years be right now if you would have, over, if you would have committed 10 hours a week to it over the past four years? That would be the equivalent of working 40 hours per week for one year. And I can guarantee you that if you dedicated one solid year towards anything, doing even half of the things right, not even everything right, just half of the things right, you would have attained some major level of success. Only 10 hours a week. 10 hours a week. Now, what usually ends up happening is that we feel that there is too much to do and we have so many great ideas, then we end up struggling to take any action on any of them. Maybe we feel that we can't move forward without something, without it being absolutely perfect. Our inaction creates doubt and uncertainty. The voice in our head starts to become a breeding ground for doubt, fear, and uncertainty. We become too afraid of focusing on the wrong things or we, or we worry about what will happen if we fail. Now, sometimes this goes on for months or years and we end up not really accomplishing anything because we feel paralyzed. Now, the only way that we're going to make progress is if we take action. So here are five truths that usually get overlooked about taking action. Number one, taking action is cheaper than planning. Now, an example of this would be Orville and Wilbur Wright, the Wright brothers. They had a tiny budget, but they were still able to beat out all the mega corporations that, were, that they were competing with in the race for the first flight. The Wright brothers would f- fly a plane, crash it, tweak it, and then fly again quickly. Because the corporations had big budgets, they would go back to the drawing board after each failure and spend tons of money and tons of times making adjustments. The Wright brothers had hundreds of test test flights in the time it took the big corporations to just have a few. Every one of their test flights taught them lessons. So the one who failed fastest gathered the most information first. That's why they were able to fly the plane first. They had all kinds of corporations that had all kinds of money, but guess what? They were able to beat them all out. Number two, action allows emergence. Taking action creates possibilities that didn't exist before. Now, when you're just getting started, your options may seem very limited, but as you take action, new doors will open for you. It may seem that these possibilities came out of nowhere, but in actuality, they came out of action. Think about Facebook. When it was started, it was only intended for students at Harvard. 
because Mark Zuckerberg took action, the possibility of reaching other schools then emerged. That possibility, he wouldn't have seen that possibility if he hadn't taken any action at all. The action created other possibilities. Now, 11 years later, they're reaching over 1.6 billion people and worth over $300 billion just because he took action, right? When he first started, I guarantee you, he wasn't thinking that his program or his software, his platform was going to reach over a billion people. But he went ahead and took action, and then that action created other possibilities for him. Then he took more action. Then that created other possibilities for him. Number three, an action is more painful long-term. Now, the pain of action is sharp, and you feel it right away. It may give you scars, but it causes you to grow. The pain from inaction is a more subtle pain. It makes you soft and causes you to decay. It's like a Chinese water torture where water is slowly dripping onto a person's forehead, driving the restrained victim insane. You think that by not taking any action, it doesn't cause any damage, but it causes that long-term damage. It decays you. It rots you away. Number four, motivation follows action. How many times were you not motivated to do something, but once you got started, it became increasingly easier and you became more and more motivated? A lot of times you don't want to get out the gym and go to the um, get out the bed and go to the gym. But once you kind of get going and you get on that treadmill, you start getting that 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 motivation. Same thing right here. Sometimes you just got to push yourself just to get started. Take an action. Once you take that action, you become more and more motivated, which causes you, helps you to even take more action. And number five, action creates courage. Now, it was Malcolm Gladwell who said, courage is not something that you already have that makes you brave when the times, when the tough times start. Courage is what you earn when you've been through the tough times and you discover that they aren't so tough after all. Now, many people are waiting for courage to take action when in all actuality, you gain courage by taking action. You will never gain the courage that you need by waiting for the courage to come to you first. It just doesn't work that way. You don't have to have all the courage to get your project or business or whatever it is that you're doing to completion. You just need enough courage to take that first step of action and the momentum will carry you through. All right. All right. Well, that's all that we have for today's show. Want to remind you, if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of the old episodes, you can go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. Now, I know you know three friends that should have heard this message. Please share with them the station that you're listening to this show on. All right. Or you can have them go to www.powerhh.com. Want to also remind you that if we're not connected on Facebook, my name on Facebook is Mark Starr, M-A-R-K-S. T-A-R-R and on Instagram I'm at Coach Mark Speaks alright and if you are interested in becoming a better speaker make sure you check out my site www.born the number 2 S-P-E-A-K dot org alright I'm doing another speakers course you can find a little bit more information from it there and the quote that I'd like to end today's show with is one day you will wake up and there won't be any more time to do the things you've always wanted do it now Now is your time. And that's from Paulo Coelho. Thank you all. And until next show.
Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Starr. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Be sure to sign up for your monthly updates and get all the latest information on LOA radio events such as cruises, workshops, and seminars, as well as information on the latest shows, topics, and guests. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.